tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello, everybody. Are you serious? Are you serious? How did I do on that, Pastor Paul? Really pretty good. I mean, you got it. You got it, that, Jim. Good to be with you tonight. That's my Pastor Paul uh, impression. You know, in case, you, you know, you ever get to be so famous, you know, that I can actually maybe I can move to Las Vegas and have like a, a whole act where I just do an impersonation <laughs> of Pastor Paul. Are you serious? Are you serious? But I've got to ask you, Pastor Paul, you know, God bless you. I'm, I'm watching you tonight on YouTube and uh, I'm, I'm one of your Patreon uh, supporters, not a lot of money, but just a little bit, just to tell you, we, we appreciate what you're doing. And I share a lot of your links with our followers and all that. And of course, love having you on the show uh, and, and would love to have you come on every few weeks just to kind of update us, but tell us about your, your health scare. So I was watching you and your, your channel comes up. It's, you know, Pastor Paul is live, but then it's not you. It's your wife and you're in a hospital bed. And man, I was really scared and praying for you. And tell us how you're doing. You know, I'm, I'm doing better. I'm recovering. I did have a mini stroke. And uh, uh, and so blood pressure went sky high. It happened to be on the air even. Um, and then I ended up in the hospital and uh, blood pressure was sky high, uh, and and strange because my blood pressure had never done this before, so it just elevated, just it just took off. Uh, so I'm on some new uh, blood pressure medicine, a lot of prayer, and I've also changed my diet. I've lost nine pounds, and uh, you know, got to cut the salt out and got to cut out some other stuff. Got to get the weight down. So I'm doing much better. I haven't uh, been in the pulpit. I uh, the last four Sundays I've not. Uh, been in the pulpit uh, speaking, but I've, I'm back doing shows about half speed right now. Well, you looked like you were fired up uh, today, uh, talking about so many different things. I, and we I, we've got so many questions for you tonight. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat this week, wondering maybe you were going to war with Iran, and of course that didn't happen. Uh, Trump didn't fire a single shot back at them. They ended up shooting down one of their own commercial planes. And tonight I'm watching on the news that people are uh, chanting death to the liars. And there's maybe a chance they might uh, take their leaders out of office through some kind of revolution. Uh, what do you think is happening over there? Well, you know, this happened before. I mean, 40, 41 years ago, but the Shah of Iran was there. And, you know, this this radical faction and, and they're they're Shia, they're Shiite Muslims and they and they have a different brand of ideology. They're more of apocalyptic. They 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 differ than the Sunni Muslims. The Sunnis believe that the twelfth Imam, the Mahdi, 
comes comes to them from a little village that he rises among the people, a common man, and brings peace. Where the Shiite Muslims don't believe that. They believe that that uh, Allah is going to release the Mahdi. He'll come down from heaven, bringing Jesus Christ with him. And he's coming to make war with the infidels. And uh, it will be to rid the world of injustices and to and to bring peace upon the planet through through war. And uh, so this regime, the Ayatollah al-Khomeini, that's what they're doing. They're ruling with a rod of iron. They have been for 40 years. And what Trump has done is he made an approach different than Obama did or Bush or anyone else. And, and it, you know, Obama said, look, how about this? Here's a deal. You can start having uh, your opportunity with nuclear capability. You might have a weapon in 10 years. Uh, here's $150 billion. Let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. The world will be more peaceable. Trump comes in and says, you're crazy. These guys are absolutely hell-bent on destroying Israel. They're uh, apocalyptic. Uh, they're slaughtering their own people whenever they want to, execute them whenever they want to, and we're just going to squeeze them. We're going to starve them. Uh, what I mean by that, starve out their oil production, and we're going we're gonna to clamp down, tear up the agreement, and this guy's either got to come to the table or his own people will remove him. And, you, Jim, we may be going to see his regime removed by his own people with the help of the United States, maybe, and the British and others. Who knows? Yeah. And so we had um, L.A. Marzulli on last week, and we were talking about Ezekiel 38. And, you know, could could this be it? I mean, because at that point, we didn't know what well, we know now, that at least at this point, there is not a major war happening. Uh, but his view was, look, we don't know if this is it, but all the players are in place and Persia is Iran, and all of the players are lining up for the Ezekiel 38 war. What do you think about that, Pastor Paul? Well, and it still could be possible. I mean, yes, we didn't we didn't uh, have a nuclear meltdown. He's right, but all the he's correct. LA's right. All the players are in place, and if you study Ezekiel 38, they're all there, including Turkey and Russia, and Iran and Ethiopia and Libya's. Right now, Libya is just a, 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 a nice field for harvesting terrorists. You know, all of it's ready. Uh, but you have Psalms 83. That's what Iran's been chanting. They've been chanting death to Israel, uh, wipe them off the face of the map. So that's the conspiracy against Israel. That's Psalms 83. That could this, this could still happen. It could ignite and turn into Ezekiel 38. But there's another prophecy as well that we have to look at. It's Jeremiah 49. And Jeremiah 49 says that the Lord says, in the last days, I will bring, uh, I will bring a sword on Elam, and Elam is Iran. It's the same thing as Persia. Uh, Iran's called Persia in Daniel, but it's called Elam in Jeremiah. And the Lord says, I will bring a sword on Elam, and I will break the bow of their might. Okay. Whatever is their, uh, best weapon. And he says, I will uh, scatter the uh, nation of Elam, their inhabitants, to all of the nations of the world. I'll set my own kingdom there. And it says that he will do this in the latter days. I will bring again the captivity of Elam, saith the Lord. This, is, this prophecy is Jeremiah 49, verses 35 through 39. This has not happened yet. So this may be the cleanup of Ezekiel 38, 
Uh, so you got Psalms 83, Ezekiel 38, and Jeremiah 49. This could be a one, two, three process, and it doesn't take long. You see how quickly things can change. I mean, to think that these guys thought they could fire 15 rockets and hit hit the Americans on their bases there and then shoot down their own civilian plane, it shows you – I don't think they meant to shoot that plane down. I mean, they had Russian AI rockets, heat-seeking missiles, and, you know, they never even thought about, hey, maybe we should ground our planes while we're doing this. See, they don't think about civilians. They kill civilians. And it almost they, they, uh, they, also, they, too, the you know, the Ezekiel 38 war, what I find so fascinating about it is is how God is going to intervene. And, and this is maybe a preview of that. So not only did Trump not have to fire a single shot back at them. They did. There was no casualties. Nobody was even injured. No less. No one was was killed uh, in those bases. But then on top of it, they shoot down one of their own commercial planes. And I read there was uh, at least one or two earthquakes near their nuclear facility. And it was almost like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And maybe we don't even know everything else that went wrong that we're still not aware of yet. That's exactly right. And there was that same night there was an earthquake very close to the Bashir uh, nuclear plant. They've even and then they've had another one since then. Uh, you're right. And now the people are in the streets chanting death to the dictator and away with the Ayatollah. And it's very possible that we're going to see, you know, they almost had a revelation in 2009, but the Obama administration refused to help them. They begged for help. Uh, I got a feeling if these people start begging for Trump to help them, I'm not so sure that uh, it's very possible that he will say, okay, not by sending in military ground troops or anything like that, but he may somehow through back channels support them in ways. And we see the British moving in as well. So you're right. I mean, it's sort of like the hand of God. I mean, we're not even doing anything here. I mean, uh, well, they're, exactly. They're that, I mean, that's what that's that's exactly what I thought that kind of gave me chills. And I know there's a lot of people that are not happy with Trump. They don't like this about him or he's on Twitter and he says this and that. But I mean, when you see things like this, uh, for me, it is a confirmation that God is using Trump. I mean, he he, he had they everybody said he's going to go to war. He's trigger happy. He wants a war. He doesn't want a war. He didn't have to fire one shot. No. We're out of the situation. Now you've got uh, Iran basically imploding, shooting down their own planes. It, it's I mean, this is this is exactly what's going to happen in Ezekiel 38, that that God is going to intervene yes, and is. protect Israel, um, just like in this situation, I think God intervened and prevented this uh, war from happening. And uh, all these people involved may end up uh, out of power in a matter of days. You're exactly right. You know, the scripture says in the book of Proverbs, it says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. And uh, America is right now rejoicing. Rejoicing everywhere you turn. Uh, it's not because of Trump as much as it's, yeah, he's doing what he's supposed to do, and that's look after Israel and stand up against injustices in this nation. And God's using him for that big time. But also, people are praying across this country. I've never seen such u- unity uh, in the body of Christ, which uh, people are praying, they're mobilizing, they're locking arms, they're not backing down. And even though we're very bipolar with our media, that's the mouthpiece, I think, of the uh, of the socialists, the communists, and the far left, 
really, I've never seen America and the evangelicals and just really Christians of all denominations so unified. And that's a powerful force. It's very powerful. It's in God's blessing this nation. And if you're just tuning in, our guest in our guest segment tonight is Pastor Paul Bagley. Um, he's really everywhere online. Um, my best advice would be for you to type his name over at YouTube. He has two different YouTube channels. But Pastor Paul, uh, take a couple of seconds here uh, and tell people some other ways they can get in touch with you. And then I'll get back to uh, uh, my list of questions I have for you. I appreciate that, Jim. Just, you know, folks, you can go to YouTube, Google my name, or you could you could go to uh, my website at paulbagleyprophecy.com, uh, and there you'll find all kinds of information there, and, and uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. We're also on television now on three different major networks across the country, um, whether it be a GEB, uh, NRB TV, or World Harvest Television. We're on there tonight, plus several other channels if you in certain cities. But really... Go to YouTube. You can get everything you want to find there. And we really appreciate it. Or go to my website. And thank you, Jim. Yeah. And so one of the things you want to do when you go to his YouTube channel is you want to click on subscribe so you'll be notified when there's new content. But in addition to that, there's like a little alarm icon. It looks like a little bell. And if you click on that, which is what I've done, you get like a real-time notification right on your phone if you've got your phone logged into YouTube, because what Pastor Paul Bagley does is he talks about a lot of breaking news. So you have a choice. You can watch CNN and see what they're saying about the breaking news, or you could listen to what Pastor Paul has to say about the breaking news and how it all fits into Bible prophecy. So that's what I've done, and I suggest uh, to our listeners you do the same thing. Now, to, to move into other news, there's there's a lot going on in the world with these earthquakes and these volcanoes. Tell us what's happening right now in the Philippines and also in Puerto Rico. We We know people in Puerto Rico, uh, we live in Florida here, and, and we have people at our church that are from Puerto Rico. Um, we're in close contact with people in Puerto Rico. These poor people are without power again, many of them. They're sleeping outside because they're afraid to go inside their houses because of another earthquake coming. And these earthquakes are also, uh, they're hitting all over the world. And now we have a volcano in the Philippines. Yeah, Puerto Rico really needs our prayer. You know, they really never fully recovered from Hurricane Maria, and and uh, it's been very difficult for them. And then here comes this this six point four quake, and what's quite amazing, my wife Heidi, when she was filling in for me, uh, was doing a show about six weeks ago, and she noticed in the earthquakes that there was a lot of three point four, three point two, two point nine, and I mean there was a lot of them every day, and had been going on. And she said, I don't feel good about this. Something in my spirit is telling me there's going to be a major quake. Well, it hit It hit last Tuesday, 6.4. That's the largest earthquake in 100 years in Puerto Rico, followed by another 6.1 and then a 5.9 again Saturday morning, just this past Saturday. And with, there's a guy down there named Jose who contacted us. He was showing me footage on my phone. He sent it to me, uh, the video. And I mean, I've seen house after house, Jim, uh, knocked off their foundation. The roads split in half. I've seen telephone posts cut in half. You're right. People are sleeping outside. And 80% of that, that island does not have power tonight. This is a huge problem 
I really would like to see the United States uh, make Puerto Rico the 51st state of the union. I think we got those are our citizens, our people, and we really should step up and do that. I would like to see that. It's always been on my heart. So a lot of prayers going out. Uh, the Philippines. Yeah, and, and let me ask you if you could ahead. if you could just uh, just sprinkle in there. Tell people what does this have to do with Bible prophecy? Because people that are not familiar with uh, Bible prophecy and reading that part of their Bible. Um, we're not just talking about this because you and I are like, you know, budding meteorologists or, wow, this is interesting news. These these events that are happening, this this is predicted in Scripture. And this is compared to a woman about to give birth in the birth pangs and what is happening with the earth, the shaking of the earth, the volcanoes, the earthquakes. These are happening and they're more prevalent and this is telling us we're getting closer to the return of the Lord. That's exactly right, Jim. You couldn't have said any better. And I mean, the Bible, Jesus told us in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. He mentions earthquakes uh, in all of those passages of the final or the last day's signs of the end time. Also, uh, in the book of Revelation, we find out there's going to be a massive earthquake. Uh, when the, the two witnesses raised from the dead, we read in Zechariah that when Christ returns, the Mount of Olives will even split in half. Uh, there's going to be earthquakes in diverse places, Jesus said in, in, uh, in the scriptures. And we can even read the prophet Isaiah 20 in chapter 24. He says there's going to be major earthquakes. The earth will even reel and rock like a drunken man. So this is without a question. Signs of the last days. The number of earthquakes we have every day now compared to time of Christ is 5,000 times more than it was when Christ said it. So if you have to know, this is the last days, whatever that means exactly, but it's certainly we're in the uh, team picture, no doubt about it. And then there was this uh, earthquake in, what was it, in New Zealand, uh, where people were actually they were on the island and and just got burned up in the earthquake. Uh, and now I'm reading today the Philippines. My uncle was a missionary to the Philippines for Wycliffe Bible Translators for 30 years. I've never been to the Philippines, always wanted to visit. But I was shocked to read today that the volcano in the Philippines has caused the closure of the Manila Airport. Yeah, uh, Jim, this is an incredible, and this could even get way worse. They had a massive eruption there, and there was no signs it was going to erupt, okay? There was no seismic activity. This earth, this volcano, massive eruption uh, called the Tal volcano that sent smoke and ash and plumes and fumes and pebbles and rocks 10 miles into the air, and this isn't the big one. Uh, it rained down ash, a muddy rain down on Manila. It turned the daytime to night. I've seen the pictures. It's incredible. The lightning that took place above that volcano then from the energy was off the chart. And uh, they're evacuating people right now as fast as they can. It's unreal because they're on what's called uh, high alert four. That's as high as you can go. Five is, means it's already blown. The, the mountain's going to blow. According to the seismologists and the volcanologists, they're saying 
Uh, it's within hours or days. It's imminent. It is going to blow. And I guess that we're talking about something similar to similar to Pompeii. Uh, 300,000 people are being evacuated right now. I don't even know how you do that in the, in this kind of a rush. So the Philippines really need our prayers. This is Manila. It's only 35 miles from Manila. So, and you know how many people are there? This could be catastrophic. What may happen in the next few hours or the next few days? We really need to pray. And p- when people think about the Philippines, the Republic of the Philippines, as they are officially called, they think of it as, you know, like one place, like Florida. But this is, uh, uh, I don't know how many different islands there are, but these are small islands that are, are all spread out. And uh, like you said, evacuating 300,000 people that that I don't I don't know how you do that, especially when your airport is closed. Uh, you have very limited options to get people out of there. And uh, a lot of their provisions come in uh, by boat uh, and by plane. And, uh, you know, they have some of their own uh, provisions there. You know, some food is, is grown there and, and cattle is there, but not not a lot. They, they do import a lot. And similar to Puerto Rico, uh, that could, this could just be a major humanitarian crisis in the Philippines if uh, they're not able to get aircraft in or out of there. Well, you're exactly right, and 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 also just the they don't have the financial means. How are people going to leave their homes? Where are they going to go and stay? Where do you put three hundred thousand people who have not, you know, that don't hardly have two nickels to rub together? I mean, you have to understand this is unbelievable. And so here we are in the same day talking about two major problems in two different areas of the world, the Philippines and in Puerto Rico an earthquake, a volcano, and there's all kinds of things. There was 80-mile-an-hour straight-line winds in the United Kingdom today. Just insane. And, you know, I mean, we're seeing all kinds of extreme weather conditions, but really we shouldn't be shocked by it. Uh, and we see wars and rumors of wars, and we see all kinds of turmoil politically in, those, in Washington and, and in the globe. So, yeah, there's definitely signs. Uh, that, of, that are pointing to the coming of the Lord. Just like you said, it's birthing pain. It's the birthing pains of the coming of Jesus Christ. And boy, people really need to come, uh, come to the realization and understand it. And you're not going to get it from the mainstream media. What I'm noticing, Jim, shows like yours are so important because a lot of this doesn't get covered even on the mainstream media at all. Maybe the ticker at the bottom. They don't even, it, there's nobody worried about well, it. You know, it, they, they all, have time, though, to take, a, to take a week of their broadcast and go after this Nicholas Sandman, this young man who, who bought a, a Trump uh, Make America Great Again hat and wore it and then was surrounded by people cursing at him and making threatening gestures and getting in his face. He did nothing. They took a week uh, berating this young man, 15 years old, on CNN, and uh, – they the uh, Sandman lasts uh, laughs last, however, because uh, he got an attorney and sued a bunch of these media people, and CNN was sued for like two hundred and fifty million. And I heard that they might have settled because they it settled this week. They, they might did. have they might have settled for as much as a hundred million dollars. Wow, 
that was a that was quite a good investment to buy that mega hat uh, while he was on that field trip. That twenty dollar mega hat has turned into a he's his his college is going to be paid for and and he'll probably fund uh, ten generations after him. Well, and you know the sad thing about it is is you know look if you believe in freedom of speech if you believe in the First Amendment it's for everyone whether you agree or not it can't just be for one side that has all the freedom of speech and that the rules don't apply. They can uh, throw people out of restaurants, run people, you know, uh, uh, you know, completely stand outside people's homes and scream and yell and, and, and disrupt the peace. Uh, they call it civil disobedience, but actually it's lawlessness, Jim. It's lawlessness, and it's what the Bible said would happen in the last days. And we're witnessing it, not only in this country, but all around the world. I mean, you think about the poor people of Iran again. 1,500 of them were slaughtered by Soleimani a month before Trump took him out. This guy had 1,500 people put down, sh uh, shot, murdered, slaughtered, imprisoned because they were protesting against the Ayatollah Khomeini. And, you know, that just goes on even – that don't even get on the – that doesn't even show up on the ticker tape what goes on in a lot of countries. So uh, – yeah, we're in Lynn time. Big things happening in the Middle East. Our guest tonight is Pastor Paul Bagley. His last name is spelled B like in boy, E-G-L-E-Y. So go to the Internet, type in Paul Bagley, and you'll find his all of his social media. And he has literally, I'm not kidding you, tens of thousands of people that follow him on YouTube. He has a television studio built right into his house. So he can go down to the Batcave anytime, 24 hours a day, and talk about what's happening in the news. And it's a lot of fun to uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel, click on the little bell that gives you the real-time alerts, and you can see exactly what he's talking about. Now, I'm going to hit you with something out of left field, Pastor Paul. I don't know if you ever talked about this on your show before, but we've been following really closely this case of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, all of this stuff we're supposed to believe that none of the cameras were on uh, in his uh, part of the prison, uh, that, uh, you know, all of these names of all these famous people are all being sealed and held by the court. And uh, then we've got Prince Andrew, who is uh, kicked out now of the royal family, basically. And at the same time, Prince Andrew is kicked out of the royal family. Now you have Prince Harry and his wife. They're quitting the royal family. And uh, I have speculated, you know, the royal family, they have billions of dollars and it's very mysterious, their money. They have no accountability for their money. They don't pay taxes like the other people do in the UK. And a lot of people have wondered, you know, what was Jeffrey Epstein's involvement with the royal family? Uh, it seems like every day you're hearing these names, Bill Gates. Of course, Bill Clinton, all of these famous people involved with this convicted pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein, who now is dead. And uh, supposedly no one has seen anything, nothing to see here. Everyone move along. Well, I think, again, uh, we've seen these kinds of um, secret groups of elitists that have gotten together. And I guess you could, if you was to roll back the clock, we could take this back for centuries where things in kingdoms and uh, the uh, high ranking royalty, uh, leaders of governments, 
that some of the most disturbing, disgusting things that you could think of have gone on. I was thinking back even just to the days of Saddam Hussein who and Muammar Gaddafi is another one where Gaddafi would actually have people, he would send people in and he would actually walk into schools himself and just pick young girls, 13, 14 years old, and they'd be summoned to his palace, taken right out of their own homes. And some of them would never be seen again. And uh, I mean, these kinds of things have been going on. It's unbelievable that it's always hush, hush. It's quiet. It seems like the abusers are always protected and the abused are never believed. And this has been part of uh, a problem in our world, in our societies for a long, long time. And it's very disturbing. It's very disgusting. But, you know, the Bible does say that in the especially in the last days, that which is done in secret will be shouted from the housetop. Okay, and that's the time of revealing. And I think that is the time we're in. It seems like now the revealing is begun. And I think there's a lot more of it to go, actually. It's going to, then this, this global elitist, these new world order players, these Luciferians, uh, whoever they may be, uh, will, will be exposed just before the coming of Christ. Uh, Jesus told us it would be done. That which is done in secret would be shot from the housetop. And it looks like that process is beginning. And, you know, it, it is strange because you see, uh, you know, what was going on with the Vatican covering all of this abuse of children up. And then you have Epstein. And now all of these famous people, they say a thousand elites could be exposed if these court documents are released. Um, and for people that think this is all just, you know, a bunch of conspiracy theories, just type in that your, your computer, Bohemian Grove, um, and you'll see that the elites get together and do the strangest satanic things and rituals and uh you know you you're you're not if you're someone that's not aware of that you're just not doing any research i mean this is now out there uh we we don't have to speculate these are things that are happening and uh people to the highest levels of our government i have been told including to the highest levels of our supreme court are involved with this epstein scandal and it all very well could be out in the open in a matter of days or weeks. And so we're we're really uh, hoping and praying that that does happen. Let's talk about Trump. Uh, you know, Christians uh, are frustrated because we've got Christianity Today comes out with a big article that uh, Trump should be removed from office. Uh, you then have other evangelicals like Beth Moore came out and said, yes, Trump should be removed from office. You know, one of the things I've always struggled with in Bible prophecy is the idea that in the end times that Christians would fall away from the church. I believed a lot of, you know, I've always believed everything else, but this idea that like most of the church is going to fall away in the end times, but now we're seeing it. We're seeing like the the main publication of Christianity, the Christianity Today publication, calling for the removal of Trump, saying that if you support Trump, you're not uh, a real Christian, you don't have a real witness, you have others coming out supporting this. I don't think any of us would, would put Trump as a pastor of our church, but Trump, I think, is a lot like David. He's a flawed guy, but he's God's chosen person for, for this situation. And uh, look at this whole impeachment thing, which is backfired. 
And Nancy didn't want to come out of the the locker room at halftime, was holding on to those impeachment documents, and I guess is giving them over this week. And everybody's saying this impeachment could be over and done with in like two or three hours, and it's done. It's like a joke. Uh, do you think Trump is going to get reelected? Do you think that all of these uh, weapons formed against him are going to just fall flat, including Christians coming after Trump? Yes, Trump is going to be reelected without a question, without a, by a landslide. The only thing you know could stop him is if his health was to really deteriorate or some other kind of uh, uh, unfortunate attack on him physically to try to take him out or kill him or something. Uh, he's going to be reelected because the, the people, the, the American people, are not fooled by the games that we've been watching in the swamp. The impeachment is a farce. The, the FISA court was totally lied to. The FBI, uh, you can take it all the way back to the Obama administration. I mean, this was a uh, look, this was awful. And I can't believe, I mean, so far we got five or six guys in prison trying to protect the president. Nobody's went to prison yet trying to take him out yet. But I would say probably you're going to see that. And during the second term, some of these folks are going to get uh, indicted and convicted and they'll be gone. Uh, but one thing I, you said it, you quoted, you know, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises against me, I'll condemn in judgment. This is the heritage of the Lord. I mean, you can't, there's nobody, I've never seen anything like this, but this man's been accused of everything, but there's no proof on any of it. It's simply lies and attacks. Now he's not perfect by no means imagination, but, uh, also I'm very disappointed at, uh, Christian today which was founded by Billy Graham, to come out and say, this guy needs to go. And then I was extremely upset at Rick Wilde and uh, Beth Moore and some of the others that have made these statements. This All this does is bring division into the body of Christ. It doesn't help us at all. Uh, and, and But in Rick Wilde's case, I pray for him every day, but it's, it's like he went totally anti-Semitic against the nation of Israel, against the Jewish people. I don't know why Beth Moore feels the way she did, but that's up to her. But as leaders, as Christian leaders, the Bible tells us to stay with the leaders and pray for them. Even when they're way out of whack, we're to pray for them. And we're certainly not to judge a man who says he's a Christian who loves the Lord and has done unbelievable amazing things for the Christian community. There's Bible study in the White House every week. Um, every week, congressmen, senators, Vice President Pence leads a lot of them. Trump attends some of them. Every week, every month, he brings in 30 to 40 pastors to anoint him with oil and pray for him in the Oval Office. Look, you can go study the history books. No president's ever done that. Remember, we used to beg, Jim, Boy, wouldn't it be great if somebody was praying in the White House? Wouldn't it be great if they'd start praying in Washington? Well, now you got somebody doing it, and guess what? He's hated more than any leader ever. Why? It's not because of his tweeting. It's because of the praying and his stand to bless Israel and to bless the American people and, and really to bring this nation back to God and back to its uh, prominence that it should. So I'm disappointed. I mean, I'm not mad at anybody. I love everybody. And even uh, those that I even mentioned, you, you know, you mentioned Beth Moore. I'll mention 
uh, Rick Wiles because it's very damn. And they don't talk about any. Uh, they don't really talk about any alternative. You can't talk about it in a vacuum. I mean, if you're basically saying Trump shouldn't be there, then and Christians shouldn't have put him there, then you're basically saying we should have had Hillary. And uh, you know, I I don't even know how that makes any sense. I mean, it, it doesn't even pass basic logic. This is one of the things, and I want to hit you with this last. My wife and I have this discussion all the time about. You know, the end times delusion where where these liberals you used to be able to have a debate, a conservative versus a liberal Republican versus a Democrat. And it would be a reasoned debate. You know, they would have their reasons that were all based on good logic and you would have your reasons and you'd have this discussion and, and you go back and forth. But now it's like it makes no sense. I'll give you some examples. Um, a bunch of people got it got uh, completely enamored with this young Greta Thunberg, and so we had some of these social these social liberals on our social media, Facebook, and all that, saying, uh, "Hey, if you're a Christian." You need to stand with Greta Thunberg. Um, you need to do all of this crazy, over-the-top environmental stuff because you have to protect God's creation. And so I responded. I said, "Well, let's start with the unborn baby. Okay, that that's a God. That's God's creation. Crickets." So they don't want to talk about that. Then you look at uh, what's going on in San Francisco. They've literally legalized that people can pee and poop on the streets. But these are the same liberals that are talking about cleaning up the environment and cleaning up the country. You know, I said to him, let's let's all hold hands. I'm, I'm with you. Let's start by taking the pee and poop off the streets in San Francisco. It's like there is no connecting of the dots logically for these people. They're all moving from these blue states. These same people, they're moving to Florida in droves. In they're moving to Texas. They're moving to Arizona. They're moving out of their blue states to our red states. They want to vote the same way they voted back in their blue states. It is so bad they can't stand it. They can't even stay there. But they want to move to a new state and now change everything back to the blue state that they came from. And it makes absolutely no logical sense to me. And my wife and I, we've said, well, this is the end times delusion. These people, are, they can't even, one plus one is not two to them. They're not able to reason anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get frustrated when I hear about climate change. Yeah, the climate is changing, but it's not because of cow farts and, and tailpipes. It's, I mean, you just had a volcano erupt in the Philippines that just released enough fumes that would take 100 years of every car in the world driving around. And that's how much today it released. So, you know, I'm all for taking care of the environment. I think we should, we should, you know, we should be trashing. I've been to a lot of countries in the world where I've seen, you wouldn't believe the trash, like places like India and places, you wouldn't believe the, you know, the debris and the stuff that people just throw everywhere and there's no common sense. And they dump, you know, you got nations dumping plastic in the ocean. All that's wrong. But boy, don't be trying to tax people about climate change and, and all, and lecture people and threaten people over whether or not they got a dog from a, uh, uh, you know, from a kennel or from a, a, a animal shelter or whether they buy one. You know, let's just go back to common sense. And like, I was just thinking about the homeless. You know, with, I, I sit and scratch my head and say, I don't live in California, so I'm, you know, but I've been there many times. And I've been to the Dream Center, which is where the homeless stay in L.A., and I've been right down those streets where you're talking. And I ask myself a question. 
Gavin Newsom. I would say to Gavin Newsom, Gavin, how about putting some porter potties down the alley about every block and once a week sending the crews out to have to dump them put, put, you know, and, and freshen it up and at least let the homeless people be able to walk down the alleys and use porter potties Why would you sit there? And let them use the bathroom. The poor lying against the poor, the homeless, you know, they got to go, and nobody lets them in their that's right uh, restaurant. And I understand that. If I own a restaurant or own a business there, look, the business owners can't even operate. People are, you know, using the bathroom right in front of their their the door. They got to get them clean the sidewalks every morning. It's not that much money to put porter potties out there. This is a warm climate. You could put up. Small, uh, you could create the shelters. What are they doing out there? They tax their people beyond measure and then sit there and let this evolve. And the worst districts, I don't want to go political here, but Nancy Pelosi's and Adam Schiff's are some of the worst districts for this. I mean, they spend yeah, all this and Maxine, time in Maxine Washington. Waters district in the L.A. area looks like an absolute war zone. There's people living in tents on the street. And get this. I, somebody sent me this and I checked it out. And it is true. Michael Bloomberg, who he's all into all this carbon credits and and all this environmental stuff. Get this. Bloomberg has six planes, three helicopters, 11 houses and 42 cars. But yet he says we should take public transportation to protect the environment. And all these same people, well, they, shows the hypocrisy. yeah, they show up in all yeah, their private all, planes, you know, I mean, it, and but yet we can't I, have a car. And, and my, my answer to that is God bless if, if God bless them. If he's got three planes and, and, and 42 cars, God bless them. Drive all of them at once if he wants to. Just leave me alone and let the people don't tell us that we can't drink 12 ounces of soda. And don't tell me to take the subway. Just leave us alone. We're not telling you what to do. What makes you see? That's the hypocrisy. And we see this all the time from socialists because socialists are basically nothing more than globalists who want to be the elitist. And this is all part of that new world order. This is the beast kingdom, Jim, that's coming. They're also atheists, by the way. They say they're not, but they really are. They don't, they don't retain God in their knowledge. You can read it for yourself in Romans one, folks. So I just stick to the Bible and tell you, uh, they can call themselves whatever they want to, but according to Scripture, what they're doing is uh, they're breaking the laws of God, they're judging their fellow man, and they are trying to become the elitists to rule the world, which is part of that kingdom of darkness that's rising in the last days. And it will rise. We can't stop it. It will rise. Right now, we're having a little reprieve in America, but believe me, that beast is still out there with iron teeth and it's coming one way or the other. Well, uh, we've got an I'm exciting, we've got an exciting several months ahead. Uh, what about just 10 months or so to the presidential election? A lot of things happening in the Middle East, a lot of events happening all around the world. And Pastor Paul Begley, we want to suggest that people follow you on YouTube and on social media. And in our last minute together, uh, give us that information again, how people can get in touch with you. Thank you, Jim. Folks, just go to my website at paulbegleyprophecy.com. That's www.paulbegleyprophecy.com. I got a lot of good information for you there that you might really enjoy. Or over at YouTube, just finding Paul Begley. Got two channels even. I got Paul Begley and then I got Paul Begley Prophecy. And like Jim said earlier, subscribe and, and ring the bell so that when I go live, it will just automatically 
pop up on your phone. I've went live and I, and I go live a lot or I do, you know, four or five videos a day. A lot of times a little shorter ones on major news issues that pertain to biblical scriptures as well. So I'll keep you up to speed. You won't have to watch CNN and you'll feel a lot better about it. I, I promise you. And you, you also, hope. and you also get to hear, are you serious? Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> and it's really bad. Are you serious? Calm down. What? <laughs> but all of this is going on, Jim. All right. All right, sir. Thank you so much for being with us. God bless and Godspeed. And we wish you the best uh, with your health. And uh, get out there and walk an hour a day and uh, start eating right because we need you. I'll do it. Thank you so all much. All right, sir. God bless. I will do this. Fun interview, fantastic guy, uh, very interesting. I hope you enjoyed that. Next week, we've got Robert Sullivan here talking about hidden symbols in movies. Really great guest. We'll have him next week. And, of course, follow me during the week on all of my social media accounts. You can find all of that at ChristianMoney.com. And please, I'm begging you, give us a five-star review over at YouTube. God bless. Remember, if it's Sunday night... It's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time.